Monday through Friday devotional podcast aimed at helping you grow more faithful in your walk with Jesus. Our reading today comes from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 12. The word of the Lord says this, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that's driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, and the rich in his humiliation, because, like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass, the flower falls, and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us understand. Father, we come to you as needy people. As always, we need a teacher, and we understand that you've given us not only your word, but your spirit to be able to teach us the things that we need to know. Help us today to hear the voice of your practical wisdom being given to us through this book of James, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Winston Churchill famously said, Never waste a good crisis. And I think that somewhere in the background, James, the brother of our Lord Jesus, was quietly saying, Amen, when Winnie shared that piece of wisdom. The humor of the saying is obvious, of course. How can a crisis be good? What benefit can come from affliction, chaos, and trials? But of course, what Churchill was saying was that crisis is good because it focuses the mind, it stirs the emotions, and it motivates the will. A crisis moment is a great opportunity to get things done that wouldn't have been possible in times of tranquility. And James, the author of the book that bears his name, plainly agrees with Churchill. When trials arise in the lives of believers, as they inevitably do, when trials arrive, the moment is ripe for making spiritual progress, if we know how to respond. And to help us understand how to respond and how to make good use of our trials, James suggests three things to keep in mind when trials come. First, James tells us in verses 2 through 4 to welcome trials as an opportunity to grow spiritually. Now, he doesn't seem to mind what sort of trial presents itself. Various trials, he says. It could be sickness. It might be financial trial or governmental mess or a relational situation. Whatever it is that comes along, realize that in any kind of trial, you're being offered a chance to grow in your faith. When these things happen, he tells us, and we stay steady in our faith in spite of the chaos around us, our endurance is turned by God into fuel for increasingly mature spirituality in our character. And when we think about it, we'll realize that this is true. 
Almost everyone can testify that the greatest times of spiritual growth that they've ever experienced are times when life went pear-shaped, not when everything was smooth. So James says, welcome trials as an opportunity for spiritual growth. Secondly, James lets us in on the kind of growth that he has in mind in verses 5 through 8, a growing wisdom in the suffering believer's life. He asks the question, do you need wisdom? Good question, isn't it? Who doesn't need that special combination of knowledge and discernment that we call wisdom? And it enables us to live skillful, resilient lives. Of course we need wisdom. Well, James' advice on how to grow in wisdom is ask and wait to gain wisdom. I mean, his advice is dead practical. Need wisdom? Ask God and keep trusting as you wait for him to give you what you need. Don't wander away when your request isn't answered right away. Don't lose interest and drift off to another spiritual location. Don't give in when the devil whispers in your ear that God is ignoring your plea. Wait. Wait in silence. Wait in expectation. Keep believing that God will keep his promise to give you the wisdom that you need in his own time and in his own way. Wait upon the Lord and you'll mount up with wings like eagles when everything has been said and done. Finally, in verses 9 through 11, James gives us one other golden piece of advice. It's very practical. He says, get a grip. James tells us here to take hold of reality and to stop living in fantasy land. Now, there are two kinds of fantasy that he has in mind. Some people live in a fantasy world of self-doubt, while others live in a fantasy land of self-exaltation. To those who see themselves as inadequate, not bright enough, too poor, or too insignificant to count for much, James says, get a grip. Jesus died for you. You are of inestimable value to God. And for those living in the fantasy land of self-exaltation, James says, get a grip. All the stuff you're putting your confidence in, your bank account, your college education, your perfect family, your social influence, all of that stuff is destined for the dustbin of history. Your real value comes from who you are in Christ. James finishes his his advice on using a good crisis to our advantage with a promise. Those who remain steadfast under trial will receive the crown of life. Now, how can we apply all these things that we've heard today? Well, never waste a good crisis. When trials come, remind yourself that you're being presented with an opportunity for growth. God never permits affliction to enter the lives of his people for no reason. He's always presenting us with a chance to know him better through our struggles. Secondly, learn the patience of praying and waiting for the answer. God is faithful, but he's also skillful in his dealings with us. He knows that sometimes the disease has to reach a critical stage before it can be successfully treated. Pray and wait. God is faithful. Finally, get a grip on reality as you wait. You aren't nothing, but you also aren't all that. See yourself realistically as one that God loves 
and as one who scarcely deserves that love. And if you see yourself that way, you'll be in about the right place for God to be able to bless you through the crisis. Let's pray. Father, help us to be attentive to your offer of progress through the painful moments that will inevitably come our way. Teach us to pray and wait patiently for the wisdom you want to teach us. Help us to see ourselves at one and the same time as blessed and yet scarcely worthy of the blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Join us on Sundays for our online service at 9 a.m. or our on-site services at 9 and 1045 a.m. And we have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. as well. Look for our app in your Apple or Google App Store. Search for BFC Bring to get your copy. Thanks again. Stay blessed.